Welcome to my podcast, mattnews.biz, where I talk about my opinions, thoughts, and beliefs that have been lovingly dubbed Matt News. October 7th will mark the six-year anniversary of my mom's death as she passed away from glioblastoma brain cancer. It was one of the most horrific things I had ever experienced. We found out that July. She was having a lot of problems remembering uh, she was taken to the doctor, and that's when they found it. The day I was told, I went over immediately to see her. We met out on the front porch, and she put her head on my chest like a child. And I asked her if she was scared. And all she could do was just nod and cry. And I told her that I was too. From that very day, I I never stopped praying that God would heal her miraculously. Um, It's all that I wanted for those three months. And at one point, she started forgetting my name. The cancer was pushing up against her brain. She knew who I was because she said so. She knew that I was her son, but she just couldn't think of my name. And she sat on the couch in the den, and I remember wrapping my arms around her head. And I told her, I wish I could just squeeze it out of there. And she told me to try. I prayed right there. With my arms wrapped around her head, I prayed that God would come down and take the cancer away. The last few weeks were the worst. One night, she had a seizure and she stopped talking. The woman whose most prominent characteristic was her never-ending ability to have an opinion couldn't utter a single word. Hospice had moved a bed into the house, and we stayed there every night. All she could do was stare at us in hopelessness. Family members would gather around her bed throughout the week to stare at her, waiting for something to happen. And I remember one night telling her it was okay if she left, but it wasn't okay. I didn't want her to go. But she did. On October 7th, 2013, it wasn't some picturesque movie scene where she went peacefully, her last breath releasing her spirit as it floated toward the sky. No. Her last breaths were agonizing, labored, and gurgling. The worst sound in the world is that death rattle. But then it stopped. She stopped at 1 a.m. We all lose someone in our lives. It's part of, well, life, but it wasn't part of the plan. We all deal with grief differently, and a majority of the time, this is the tipping point for a lot of believers or even those who were open to the idea of God or Christianity. This is the point where they say, forget it. If there is a loving God and a good God, why would he allow for bad things to happen? Why would he allow us to go through this? Why didn't he heal this person? Why didn't he answer my prayer? But like I said, death was not part of the plan. Paul says in 1 Corinthians, the sting of death is sin. And that is why Jesus died, to dispel the power of sin. But Jesus rose again on the third day to defeat death once and for all. 
See, we put our hope in a lot of things. And you'll hear it said in Christian circles, you know, don't let the devil steal your joy. But if you put your hopes in circumstances and situations and things, then your hope is being balanced on a needle tip. I'm not saying that God doesn't keep his promises, but God is sovereign. I asked God to heal my mom of her cancer, but he didn't. And the worst thing that you can hear is, well, he must have something better for you, or she's in a better place, or something like that. Where that's true, you can ask the question, well, what? What does God have better for me? And it seems that no one can answer that question outright. That inability to answer that question is the thing that will zap joy. If you can't give me good news, then what joy is there to have when my loved one dies? Well, Jesus loves you. How? That's why we can't equate good things based on our own assumptions of what is good and not good. But to my point, people will tell you to put your hope in Jesus, but then the question becomes, why? Why should my hope be in Jesus? And the worst answer you can give is, well, he has the best for you. What's the best? This? Do you not know the answer? Why should I put my hope in Jesus? And the answer is the resurrection. That's why. Paul says, if Christ has not been raised, that your faith is worthless. You are still in your sins. Therefore, those who have fallen asleep in Christ have also perished. If we have put our hope in Christ for this life only, we should be pitied more than anyone. But now Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead also comes through a man. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all will be made alive. If there was no resurrection through Jesus, then this would be it. When you die, you're dead. But because of Jesus' resurrection, we have hope that we too will be raised from the dead on the day of resurrection. I think a lot of our misunderstandings about healing is the purpose behind it. See, when Jesus healed the blind man, the disciples assumed it was because of sin, of uh, sin of the family. But Jesus corrects them by saying this came about so that God's work might be displayed in him. Well, what is God's work? The redemption and restoration of his people. Healings are glimpses of God's resurrection power. But resurrection is what we put our hope and faith in. October 11th, we buried my mother and I was able to give a word at her funeral. And I spoke on 2 Samuel 12 when David and Bathsheba's uh, first son dies. David had been fasting and praying during the time his son was sick. But when the boy finally died, the Bible says in verse 20, David got up from the ground. He washed, anointed himself, changed his clothes, went to the Lord's house and worshiped. Then he went home and requested something to eat. See, this line of actions confused his servants. They didn't understand why while David's son was sick, he was fasting and praying and miserable. Then when his son died, he was praising God and eating. Isn't that the time you're supposed to be mourning? But David answers them, while the baby was alive, I fasted and wept because I thought, who knows? The Lord may be gracious to me and let him live. 
But now that he is dead, why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I'll go to him, but he will never return to me. Something I want to point out here is what David says. He says, who knows? He didn't know. He didn't know if God was going to heal his son or not. He had his, I want to say doubts, but it was more of like, he just knows that God's going to do what God's going to do. And he says here, who knows? I don't know. The Lord may be gracious to me and let him live. But now that he's dead, why should I fast? I can't bring him back. But I will go to him later. So as we finished up the service and said our final goodbyes, I grabbed my mom's hand and said, see you later, mom. Because even though my prayers for healing weren't answered, my hope isn't found on whether or not my prayers are answered. But in knowing that God's promise is resurrection and knowing that I will see my mom again on that day. When this corruptible is clothed with incorruptibility and this mortal is clothed with immortality, then the saying that is written will take place. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Death is only going to be defeated once the resurrection takes place. I pray that God heals everyone from cancer. But if your loved one does pass away in Christ, that is knowing the Lord, knowing Jesus, like my mom did, then your hope reaches beyond the here and now, and it reaches into eternity and glory. Therefore, my dear brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the Lord's work, knowing that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Don't be a good Christian because you think that Jesus is going to bless you now. Be a good Christian knowing that he's going to raise you from the dead. And on that day, you're never going to die. Guys, join me again as we discover more Matt News.